Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And I've got I've got a guy with me today. We met a few weeks back at SocialCon in Los Angeles. He he sat on a panel and he he sat on the end. And you you just looked across the panel and it was like, this guy, this guy's got something that I want to pull out of him and get on a podcast. Guys, this is this is Ian Michael. He is the owner-operator of Luxor LA Group. He's in the real estate space. He, he, he's he got a million-dollar smile. So if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> go find the video of this because you're going to want to look at this guy. You don't have to look at me. You're going to want to look at him. But Ian, bro, welcome to the show. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Kyle. You know what? At my funeral, I want you to speak for me, okay? You're like the hype man that yeah. everyone needs. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Make me look good bro, out here. I, I'm thinking about I, I'm thinking about starting a hype man company because I just love <laughs> hyping people up. And <laughs> hey, you'd be so great at it. You do it all. You do it daily. You might as well get compensated for it. <laughs> so, bro, I want to I want to start here because you you said this at SocialCon. You know, so many people aren't willing to put in what what you and I know they should be putting into their social media, but you had like the worst experience ever that we all hope we avoid is that you had to start over. Yes. Walk us yes. through that story and, and let's kind of talk through that. Yes. So I, I had to start over from, I want to say 11,000 Instagram followers, which is terrible. It's heart wrenching. So what I did was, uh. and don't ever do this. So always keep on your two uh, factor verification. Always keep on your yep. two-factor verification. I turned it off for some reason. And just that slight window that I turned it off, someone got me. Someone got me. I know a lot of times multiple people's uh, accounts get hacked from clicking on stuff, but I don't click on that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't do none of that. But <laughs> they happened to catch me in the window that my two-factor verification was turned off and, and, and they got me, which was, it was really tough. It was really tough. So... It would be it'd be so easy. And there's probably people listening that they got hacked at some point and they were like, screw it. I'm, I'm just going to go to, to Facebook. I'm just going to go do TikTok. Why do you find so much value in this that it was worth it to you to start over? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So for a couple of days after my account got officially deleted, I, I was sulking. I was sulking. I was mad. I was like, F Instagram. Let's go over to TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Yada, yada, yada. Let's just push forward that way. But, you know, I, I got out of my emotions for that those three days. I really sat down and I really found that it was actually a blessing in disguise, as oddly as that might sound. Okay. Let me go ahead and explain why. So once again, I had 11,000 followers on Instagram, but a lot of those followers came from a couple of viral memes and a couple of viral videos that I did that weren't necessarily 
directed to my target audience, right? Mm. So like, even though I had 11,000 followers, I wasn't getting that much engagement on the stuff that I was posting regularly or the stuff that I really poured my heart into. It was just a result of those people following me because of something that I posted that was just like a one-off situation. And it just, it just didn't fit you know, what I wanted to portray. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but I feel like if I can have 100 dedicated, truly, or 300, like the movie, 300 dedicated, you know, invested soldiers, I'd rather have those than 2,000 fly-by-night followers. You know what I'm saying? So, in okay. essence, yeah, yeah, again, so let me, so, so, so let, let me get this right for our listeners. You can do more with less of the right people than more of the wrong people. 100%. 100%. Okay, bro. So, so then let's, 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 let's talk mindset about this. Cause you, you'd said before we recorded, bro, I love mindset. I want to talk mindset. And, and so why do, do all your counterparts in the real estate space when you and I know we can do more with less of the right people, why are we also fixated on this desire to go viral? I think, I think number one, it's the, the attention, right? It's the attention. It's the all eyes on me. It's the perception that you're bigger than what you really are, right? And so people yeah. love that fame, especially here in LA. People love fame. People love to be famous. You know what I'm saying? But I know oh, a yeah. lot of people that have 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 followers that are broke. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what, are, yeah. what are we really doing this for? What are we really doing this for? Are we, are we doing this for just the fame and not willing to engage with people, not really to change people's lives, not really to have, willing to have a direct impact? Or are we doing this just to be seen as the cool person? You know, so you really have to really think what is the end goal to what I'm doing, especially on social media. Yeah. So you you lead a group of people. Yes. All right. And so give us that, like, what what does that pep talk look like if if I'm an agent on your team mm-hmm. and and I'm chasing social media for all the wrong reasons? I what what does that conversation look like to try to get me to where you feel like your mindset is with this stuff? Yes, yes, 100%. So I have these conversations weekly, if not daily, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot yeah. of my team, we like to focus on, on social media because that's the progressive that's moving forward, especially during the pandemic. That was all we had to do was social media. We weren't able to knock on doors, especially not here in LA, maybe other places, but you know, we weren't able to, to go out there and physically meet people face to face. So when I had this conversation with my team, I let them know like, hey, going viral is great. Don't get me wrong. You're getting a lot of attention. You know what I'm saying? Your, your content is out there. You're getting a lot of eyes. It, it's great. It's a great feeling. But at the end of the day, we're doing this for a purpose. We're doing this for an absolute purpose. Would you rather, you know what I'm saying, have a thousand new followers on your social media that, you know what I'm saying, are not going to transact in the future? Or would you want 50 new people, 20 new people who you're actively engaging with, who have questions about real estate, to where you're reaching out to them, you're helping them and advancing them, not only just in the real estate pathway, but just in life, bettering them as a homeowner, as a person, as an individual. Like, what are we really doing this for? What is our why? 
And that's that's what we always got to come back to whenever we're facing things that maybe just won't be the ideal situation or just outcomes. So I, I'm vibing with this. I'm the new agent. Ian, you're right, man. I need to be doing this with purpose. What what type of content should I be creating? Great question. Great question. And at the beginning, we don't know. We don't know what our audience is going to gravitate to. We don't know what we are going to gravitate towards. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing to just do all this different type of content. But if you don't believe in the content, if you don't like the content, you're not going to be really inspired to continually do these content pieces. You know what I'm saying? You have to find something that works for you. So in the beginning, I tell people, try, try a lot of stuff. Try any and everything. See what resonates towards you and then also what resonates towards your audience. And, and after you've done content piece after content piece after content piece and you're consistent, let me say that again, you're consistent with it, <laughs> then that's when you'll, you'll yep. kind of find what, what your, audi- your audience allows for and what they like. And then that way you can kind of steady pick your lane and then go from there and build on your success. I love it. So you and every other panelist at SocialCon and every keynote speaker at SocialCon and Jeff and Tristan, everybody used the C word, right? Consistency. Yes. So, and for you, you are are incredibly consistent. And so do do you batch record? Do you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants? Kind of like... How does consistency take shape for you? Yeah, so consistency starts, at least with me, with planning, right? So everyone knows that quote, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So every Monday, me and my team, we have a content calendar that we pitch out during the week. You know what I'm saying? We'll say, hey, we're going to do videos here, here, here. We're going to record here, here, here. Now, a lot of the times that does that does call for batch recording. So we'll record two, three, four videos all at once, right? During that day. And then the next day, and that, that day we might edit one, but the next day we might edit the rest and not record. Because I don't know about everyone else out, out there, but a lot of the times, especially for me, social media takes a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? It takes yeah. a lot of time. <laughs> and at the end of the day, especially when you're starting off, that's not going to be your primary source of income. So you want to spread it out to where you're able to record on social media, edit on social media, but still, you know, get to your bread and butter that that pays the bills and keeps the lights on in the rest of the business. It's so good, bro. And, and so you, what, what I love about watching your content is, you know, some people say that they're funny on social media <laughs> and they're not funny, right? It's like, <laughs> you shouldn't put that in your, in your bio. <laughs> you are funny. And I, I'm, I'm curious, like, how did you figure out like what your humor looked like on camera? Because I'm really funny when I speak, but I'm not funny at all on video. And so <laughs> I feel like I'm almost living double lives. Like if, if you don't know me and you find me on social media, you're going to be like, man, this guy's pretty boring. But then you hear me speak and you go, man, this dude's hilarious. And so I struggle with this. How, how did you find your, the voice for your humor with, with your content? 
You know, it, it, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned because I'm actually quite the opposite to you, right? So a lot of people say, say "Hey, Ian, you're you're very funny on social media, but in, in real life, you know, you're still funny, but you're not as funny. Maybe you're a little bit turned down." You know what I'm saying? And 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 I think that attests to just how I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? I was I grew up really reserved. My mom was like, "Hey, be humble," stuff like that. But honestly, when I, I feel most alive and most myself when I'm able to turn on the camera, you know what I'm saying? And hit record. Right. And then that's when I people are like, Oh my God, you're funny. You're hilarious. Whereas if I said some of the things or did some of those things in real life, I probably would be a little uh, shy about it. <laughs> I'll be a little bit embarrassed, but I feel like there's, there's an audience out there. There's an audience out there that calls for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's what gives me, you know, the energy and, and, and just the, the wherewithal to just do it while I, while I hit record. <laughs> okay. So do you like, do you watch content on social? And, and when you see something that you're like, that fits my humor, then will you replicate it in your own way? Is, like, is that, or do you just come up with stuff completely on your own? Yeah. So I do a little bit of both. So um, I do watch a lot of videos and I'm like, that's hilarious. I'm going to replicate it or that could be funny. I'm just going to tweak it here, here and there to make it a little bit better or to fit my personality. But also too, my, my mind is a wild place. Like even my wife, my wife says, Hey, I, I really don't want to spend a day in your, your head because it could be crazy. I know it's crazy. Just by the things that you say and do, I know it's crazy. And I know you don't do everything you say you do. <laughs> you know, say so you think, you know what I'm saying? So it's a combination of, combination of both, really. I'm really inspired by like, people like you, Kyle, and just other content creators and, you know, better, you know, emulate, emulate other people's success. Like, it's not a secret. Success is not a secret. It's right. out there. Emulate a lot of success, but also put a little spin on it. Put a little of your personality on it, too. Well, how do we, because this is mindset, too. All right, so many realtors and lenders that, that I know, they, they don't want to, like you say, copy other people and you say it so freely, so flippantly. But I think for a lot, a lot of people, like they let ego get in the way. Mm. And so they struggle to copy people because in their mind, to be considered good enough, to, to be considered a person of value, they've got to always be coming up with their own stuff. So how, to, how do you overcome it? How do you help your agents overcome kind of that imposter syndrome, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome is real. Imposter syndrome is, is so real. I'm not going to hold you. Like, it really is. Uh, what I would say to that is throughout the biggest brands in America, you know what I'm saying? The Amazons, the Coca-Colas, the McDonald's, stuff like that, right? Household names. They were not the first. They copied and they emulated other businesses and just made it a little bit better towards the end. But initially... They did the same thing that everyone else did. The same yeah. thing that everyone else did. They just did something maybe a little bit better or a little bit different to cause them to catapult them to the top. So whenever I hear people say that, oh, I don't want to copy or yada, 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 I'm saying I always let them know there's nothing new underneath the sun. Do you think, they, do you think these other people that you want to copy are 100% are original? No. They're not. The ideas are, but the way they do things probably aren't 100% original. So don't let your ego get in the way of that. Your ego is getting in the way of your pockets being big. That's that's the real Come problem. on. 
<laughs> and guys, if, if you're struggling with if you're struggling with this, go get the book "Steal Like an Artist." It's Ooh. my favorite book on the planet. Ian, if if you've never heard of it, go pick it up. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. It's by a guy named Austin Cleon, and uh, it it changed the game for me for for my social media efforts. And it's not even a book about social media. It mm. it will blow your mind. Steal like an artist. Oh yeah, that's next up. Yes, sir. I like that. Yep, it, dude. It's it's incredible. Um, so you do you do one of my favorite types of content where and and I don't we'll let you pull pull the curtain back as much as you want to, right? <laughs> but but you're doing video where it looks as if you're talking to somebody, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. whether you're actually talking and you just happen to have a camera present or you're recreating conversations maybe you had earlier in the day. It It's this weird phenomenon where as a social media guy, we're always teaching people, look in the eye hole, look in the eye hole, look in the eye hole. But now we're seeing wild success with people pretending like we're just recording a conversation that's happening over here. So mm-hmm. do, did you do all this on purpose? Are you actually recording while you're talking to agents? Are you, you know, like, Give us some insight to this. Yeah, yeah, and, and a little bit of both, <laughs> a little bit of both. So once again, okay. I, I'm a team leader for my real estate, my real estate professionals that I work with. So I'm ha- I'm recording my conversations. I'm recording my team meetings with them. You know what I'm saying? And these are valuable pieces, and it's genuine, and it's in the moment, and it's authentic. And I think people really can gravitate towards that. And, and I just happen to to look at other people that have emulated that as well. They're doing it. So I'm like, I love that idea. I'm going to go ahead and replicate that in my own business. You know what I'm saying? So I'm having these conversations with my team and I just happen to record it. And it's really easy because number one, like I said earlier, it's authentic. And number two, it's, it's unscripted. You know what I'm saying? It's real. And I don't have to think about remembering lines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes it makes batching content so much easier when I'm doing that. Now, a lot of the times, like you said earlier, I do have excellent conversations, whether it be on the phone or in the field. And I'm like, wow, I know people can benefit from this conversation. So I'll just put a stand and act like I'm talking to somebody, but it just come, it just appears that way. But I'll have that, I'll replicate that same conversation with just someone just pretending to listen, you know, they are not there or acting like they're there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, really. Do, do you feel like when you do video where you're acting as if the camera's not there, does it take a little bit of the weirdness away? Like of looking into the camera and now I have to see myself and am I looking at the right place? Does my shirt look in the right way? Like, does it take some of that away for you? Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. So I'm the person that wakes up in the morning, takes a quick glance in the mirror, and then moves on. You know I don't like to look at my face. I don't like to study yeah. it. I'm not as good looking as you, Kyle. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, here, it, it just doesn't work for me. You know, so the fact that I'm able to look away and not have to stare at the camera or stare at the bottom of the camera, or stare at the top of the camera, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot easier for me to make these videos that way than actually having to directly be in front of something and, and hold still. You know what I'm saying? And also too, I just, yeah. now that I'm talking about it, I, I don't do this, but I'm going to do this moving forward. Like if I have a, a topic that I don't want to miss key points, 
I'm just going to have it on a board right there and just read it and just record for myself on the side, you know, side profile. You know, that, that, that actually is a great idea. I'm going to go do that. Thank you. <laughs> well, don't, I mean, don't you think like for, for the novice creator, for the, for the realtor that hasn't done much video content, to me, it feels like that is the right way to start them because it, it's most of the fear goes away because they can't look at themselves while looking over here at the same time. So that might be the, the default way we should just introduce new agents to video content. You're on to something. You're on to something. I like that. I didn't even really think about it like that, but I like that. That makes sense. And like you said, you could have bullet points up on a wall. I wouldn't read anything just because I just I think there is a distinct difference between reading something and then something coming out of just who you are. But but even if you just had paraphrases off on the side, I can't even see if your pupils are reading or not. Because, again, your pupils aren't facing me. Right. So it almost feels like a like a fail proof way to create content. Yeah, I, I like that. The bullet points, that way you don't miss key certain phrases or topics. I like that. I like that. Dude, this is why we do this, to just come <laughs> up with the best ideas for people. Yeah, this is gold. They're going to like this. So, Ian, you, I, I was watching some of your videos, and like you're sliding down banisters in houses. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw you twerking with a refrigerator door. <laughs> Um, and, and that's just to name a couple. So what is there a line because I'm all in with what you do. Like, I, I love the humor. I love making it not feel super serious, but, but we know that there's a whole group of people out there that would go, is that bordering on like being inappropriate? It's unprofessional. Like, how do you walk the line of what's fun, what's done in good taste, but I can't let it cause somebody to, to see me as less than a professional? Yes. And that's, that's, a, that's a great question. That's a great question. And, and to be honest, I struggle with that often because a lot of my content could be perceived edgy or borderline, stuff like that. But whatever you do in life, there's always someone that's going to have something to say. And that's and that's that's what I live by. Whatever you do in life, whatever you do in life. So I, I someone said this the other day, right? I think it might have been uh, David Goggins. I think it might have been David Goggins, right? Haters, haters gonna hate. David Goggins said that if you were to walk on water, walk on water. You know what I'm saying? No one's done that. Walk on water. There's a hater that's gonna be that's gonna say he he can only walk on water because he can't swim. Like someone is always going to say something about what you have to offer. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. you want to be in good taste with a lot of things. You want to make a lot of people mad, but have fun with it. Have fun with it. Go out there, try new things, and your audience will let you know if it's a, a little bit too much. <laughs> Man, so I, I, I totally agree with that. But I would probably even tell people like, Press the envelope even more. Mm. Right there. There's a guy I'm blanking on his, I think his name's Justin Mercer, maybe, but he's the, he's in Arizona and he's the tattooed realtor. Oh. And bro, the only part of his body not tattooed is literally from his eyebrows to his mouth. 
Oh yeah, I know you talk about. Head. He's his whole head is tatted. His whole like I mean, sleep and and his, so his brand is the tattooed realtor. He's not trying to pretend like he doesn't have tattoos. He's leaned in, and for all the people that thinks that that's unprofessional, there's somebody else out there going, "Me too. I got I got tattoos, man. Like I want my realtor to to look like me." Right. So could you lean in even heavier to that weird sense of humor that you got that your wife doesn't want anything to do with up in that brain of yours? 100%. I, I will lean into it a little bit more because you're, you're right, especially with the generate the newer generations. Everything's a little bit more free going, a little bit more free flowing, and they gravitate towards that type of stuff. You know, I, I've actually met the tatted realtor. Uh, he came out here yeah. for a conference in L.A. He's a dope. He's a dope dude. Don't do yep. really cool. And the perception is you have all these tattoos and stuff. You're a thug. You know what I'm saying? You're unprofessional, yada, yada, yada. But he's a really smart guy. He makes excellent videos and he's very informative. Very. And informative. he's probably richer than most of those people telling him that he, he's not professional. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Okay, bro. So I, I want to I wanna wrap this up with, with, with a question about something you said earlier, right? You, you said, cause I take notes during my, during my, my interview so that I don't forget stuff. And, and you just randomly mentioned that your mom said, be humble. You're a good looking dude. You're successful, right? Like you have, you have everything going for you. How do you remain humble in a world of social media where it feels like it's a very easy place to become arrogant and proud and prideful. Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. And you know what? Being humble, you know what I'm saying? Especially, especially like I mentioned earlier, my upbringing, I wasn't, you know, the most outgoing kid. I wasn't the most popular kid. I got a little bit of popularity. You want to say the past, you know, seven years, 10 years, whatever, growing up. And that blew my head up a little bit, you know, a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. But what has humbled me is surrounding myself with people that are doing things at a much bigger level and are humble as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I had the, like I said, 11,000 followers. I had I made the money, you know what I'm saying? But I have homies that make twice as much money than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Three times as much money as me. I have way more followers and they're humble. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't get me wrong. You should have a confidence about yourself. But you know what I'm saying? No matter how much success that you have out there, like there's always a bigger fish. And I would hate to step yeah. inside of a room, have a big head, gloat, and then someone, for lack of a better way to put it, you know what I'm saying? Stun on me and put me in my place, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that, that always yeah. keeps me humble, man. Always looking up to the bigger people that are doing the bigger things and seeing how they move and act. That's good, bro. So la- last, last question for the, for the person listening that is still struggling with finding their identity online, creating content, putting themselves out there. What, what would be your, your piece of advice to them to kind of wrap up this episode? Yes. So two things, and we mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to repeat it. Consistency and trial and error. Trial and error consistency. So number one, you got to have, you got to be, you got to try everything. Try any 
in everything. Because once again, you don't know what you like. You don't know what your audience likes. You don't know what resonates with folks. Try any and everything. And, and like Kyle said, push that envelope. Because there are more famous people or more people that are highly successful that push the envelope that don't. Yeah. So trial and error, try it all, and then be consistent. How do you know if you're going to be good at something if you're not consistent at something? Your two, your first two, three, four, five, six videos may suck, but you may hit that seventh video and go viral. You're one viral video away. You're one video away from going viral. So try it all and be consistent. You will have success. So good. So good, bro. Ian, how, how do people find you online that, that are going to want to follow you after this episode? Yes, you can catch me on TikTok on at it's the Ian Michael. So I-T-S-T-H-E-E, Ian Michael. That's where it gets really weird on TikTok. So follow me on TikTok. <laughs> uh, Instagram on Ian Michael for real. So the letter four. So Ian Michael, the letter four, real. Because my other one got deleted. So this one's for real me. <laughs> for real, for real. Right on, bro. We'll we'll have these in the show notes for people. Man, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for all the nuggets that, that you've laid out with the barbecue sauce and the honey mustard and, <laughs> and all that goodness. I appreciate you, bro. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. It's a great thing. I'm going to get that book. I'm going to get that book. 100%. I'm sending you an autographed copy. That's why I got your address earlier. Hey, there we go. Uh -oh. I'm be, I'm be sending you one, one of the good ones. I like that. I like that. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See you. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.